WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. And on the chilliest morning we've seen since I can't remember when, welcome aboard. We're going to warm you up right now with the first check of Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Floridians, including Bud Hedinger, are shivering this morning. More in one minute. Yeah, we're certainly doing that from this side of the desk, and I'm sure I have a lot the company as well. We're on the impeachment beat next on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. We're off to a cold start across Florida this morning. We're going to see temperatures in the 30s across all of uh, North Florida. The Panhandle uh, temperatures probably get uh, close to, if not below, freezing across the uh, Interstate 10 corridor. Um, Not super unusual this time of year, so I don't think we have records, but yeah, it will be a bit colder. AccuWeather meteorologist Dave Samuels. Temperatures in central Florida getting down to the low 40s and upper 30s this morning. Even in Miami, it's in the 50s. Temps are expected to gradually warm up through the rest of the week. So 41 in the car thermometer coming in here at about 3 o'clock this morning, and it's been going down since, hasn't it? It has. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The House Intelligence Committee's impeachment report will be released to the public today. The report will detail findings from the committee's investigation into whether President Trump tried to pressure Ukraine to investigate political rivals. Once that report is released, the committee will hold a vote to send it to the House Judiciary Committee, which will be tasked with drawing up articles of impeachment against Trump. And the Republicans have jumped the Democrats and come out with their own report, making the case against impeachment and backing the president. And I have the information. It's coming up. President Trump, meanwhile, is in London beginning his day of meetings with NATO leaders, starting with the organization's secretary general, Trump responded to the French President Emmanuel Macron's comments calling NATO brain dead. I heard that uh, President Macron said NATO is brain dead. I think that's very insulting to a lot of different forces, including a man that does a very good job at running NATO. France issued tariffs on U.S. technology. The president says the U.S. is proposing tariffs on French wine and other goods to retaliate. A runoff election today will decide who will occupy a vacant seat on the Orlando City Council. Bakari Burns and Gary Siplin are the choices for voters in District 6. Burns is the CEO of Orange Blossom Family Health, and Siplin is a former state senator. Neither got the needed 50% of the vote in last month's general election. A new leader is in charge at the Orlando Fire Department. And my vision for the Orlando Fire Department is simple. We will continue to build on the 134-year foundation by having a department that is diverse and inclusive and a fire service industry leader. Benjamin Barksdale was installed as chief during ceremonies yesterday morning at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. Barksdale replaces Roderick Williams, who resigned earlier this year amid allegations of sexual misconduct. Weather is 90% go for the launch of a resupply mission to the International Space Station. A SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket is carrying new experiments, supplies, and equipment for the crew living in orbit. Liftoff from Cape Canaveral is set for tomorrow at 12.51 p.m. And a Monday night football showdown shakes up the playoff picture in the NFC. The Seattle Seahawks soar to the top of the division. Third down and five. Wilson's going to go deep. Wide open and into the hands of David Moore. 
call courtesy of ESPN. Russell Wilson connects with David Moore for a 60-yard touchdown pass, one of two for the MVP candidate to go with 240 yards in the air as the Seahawks hang on to beat the Minnesota Vikings 37-30 for their fifth straight victory. Seattle now 10-2, and and thanks to a tiebreaker, they control the NFC West lead over the San Francisco 49ers. The Vikings drop to 8-4 and on the season but remain in contention for a wild-card spot. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News time is 6 5 the Baltimore Ravens move past Bud's New England Patriots as Super Bowl favorites. Stop this. That story's <laughs> online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. You know, they're also Melissa's Patriots. And, and we also- know they're not what they need to be on offense. Well, no. yeah. Uh, uh, M- misery loves company. 10 bud. and 2. They're 10 and 2. Relax, people. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I can't relax when I watch them. And right for right now, I guess if I were a betting man, which I'm not, I, I would have the Ravens as the odds-on favorite. I, I just think they're playing great ball. I really do. They are, and the Patriots, to be honest, have looked shaky over they, the past they few have, weeks. They have, but it doesn't mean things can't be turned around no. in the playoffs where the, where the Patriots uh, have been amazing, to say the least. How cold was it when you were driving in this morning? Uh, you know what? I forgot to look at my car thermometer. So did Yaffe. I thought I was going to have reports. You guys give me reports of the, you're in, you know, you're in car thermometer <laughs> when it's like, who cares at, you know, 65 degrees in the morning. <laughs> now, when we got, you know, near record breaking cold for this time of year, I can't get a number. See, How I about just, it, Fox? You got a number? 43. I saw 41 I coming in. I went straight for the heat button on my car <laughs> and only paid attention to that. <laughs> I can understand that. You're dressed like Nanook of the North in there for crying out loud. I'm I'm more concerned about what music is on my uh, radio. I understand that. I understand that. Well, at any rate, I'll tell you what I'm concerned about, and that is impeachment. Uh, the Republican report here, I think, makes a compelling case against what the Democrats are trying to do to this duly elected President Donald Trump and makes a great case for the president's side in his absence as he is over at the 70th anniversary NATO summit in the UK. So how about we start on the impeachment beat in a moment, and we invite you to join us, and it is coming right up. But first, we got major league money to try to give away, and maybe to you. We want to make you a millionaire. Be listening in moments for the key word. You text that keyword to 200-200. If you are chosen, you'll have a chance to match a four-digit code If you match it, you'll win $1 million. If you don't match it, you'll get a consolation prize of $100. It is the Million Dollar Holiday Contest from News Radio WFLA Orlando. And we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's 6.08. Headlines for you right now. Former President Jimmy Carter is hospitalized once again. The 95-year-old Carter was admitted to a hospital in Georgia over the weekend to treat a urinary tract infection. He's reportedly resting and feeling better now and says he's looking forward to getting back home soon, and we wish him a speedy recovery. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. 
Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. 107.7 HD3. AM 540. And the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Before we get on the impeachment beat here, since I didn't get much help from my friends Alan and Yaffe here on checking the car thermometer on a morning this cold, Melissa saw 43 coming in. That's a couple hours ago, and mine's even earlier, and I saw 41 coming in from Winter Springs, but it bounced up to 43 and 44. How about hitting the text line right now? Because it's pretty close to as cold as it's going to get on this very cold morning. And uh, and look at the car thermometer. Give us the number and tell us where you are. Okay? For, that would be um, 23680. Text the thermometer reading in the car and where you are to 23680. Be interesting to see what we get, particularly for some of you folks in the outlying areas. Now on the impeachment beat today, the um, Intel Committee issues its report, Schiff and Company, uh, on, on impeachment, making the case, sending it over to the House Judiciary Committee, which holds that hearing tomorrow, where there this could be a real snoozer, okay? I'll watch a lot of this for you. It's my job, but, you know... We may have folks all over America and all over Central Florida nodding off here because they're bringing in these these law professors to explain impeachment to the nation and high crimes and misdemeanors. Three of the experts, the deck is stacked, are for impeachment and anti-Trump. That's very clear. Jonathan Turley, you sometimes see him on Fox. And he's kind of a middle-of-the-road guy, although you never know with Turley. But he's a little bit more of a moderate voice. But that is what's going on tomorrow. And um, preempting the Democrats, preempting the Democrats, um, we have the Republicans issue a 123-page report, uh, time to be made public uh, ahead of the Democrats' impeachment report and mission accomplished there. Uh, They delivered the Republicans a point-by-point rebuttal to the Democrats' impeachment efforts, saying this, the evidence presented does not prove any of these Democrat allegations and none of the Democrats' witnesses testified to having evidence of bribery, extortion, or any high crime or misdemeanor. The report was written by, among others, the ranking member on the House Intel Committee, Devin Nunes, the Oversight Committee ranking member who appeared in the Intel Committee hearings, uh, Jim Jordan, and the Foreign Affairs Committee ranking member, Republican Michael McCall of Texas. And um, the Democrats, they write, impeachment inquiry is not the organic outgrowth of serious misconduct. It is an orchestrated campaign to upend our political system. Boy, they absolutely have nailed it there, saying further this impeachment inquiry and the manner in which the Democrats are pursuing it sets a dangerous precedent. And you know, it really does, and we've discussed this before. You can go back to our founding fathers at the dawn of the Republic and Alexander Hamilton writing in the Federalist Papers, Federalist number 65. He said you got to be very careful with partisanship when it comes to trying to impeach and remove a president of the United States that in many cases it will connect itself. This is Hamilton in like 1792 or something. In many cases it will connect itself with the pre-existing factions and will enlist 
all their animosities, partialities, influence, and interest on one side or on the other. And in such cases, there will always be the greatest danger that the decision will be regulated more by comparative strength of parties than by the real demonstrations of the president's innocence or guilt. From the 1790s, it speaks to us today. Um, I'm impressed with what I see of the Republican report here. Yaffe, what are your thoughts here as we head for the next round of hearings, these under the auspices of the Democrat-controlled uh, House Judiciary Committee chaired by Trump-hating uh, Jerry Nadler? Well, I was just thinking Alexander Hamilton was right, which is another reason why the founders made it difficult in the Senate to actually convict and throw out a president, because they knew it was possible that you could have these partisan impeachments which this is what it obviously is. 50% of the country um, says yes, 50% says no, we're just divided, polarized. And the founders wanted it to be more difficult to actually throw out a president, so they made it difficult in the Senate, which is why you have to have an overwhelming majority. So there, there was at least one check on that, and I don't see anything changing that would make the senators remove Trump. I don't either. Uh, I read all 123. No, I did not. I looked at the uh, the review, and basically the evidence does not prove the Democrats' allegations that President Trump abused his authority, according to the GOP and everybody else that I can talk to. How do you think this is all going to play out here? Your thoughts on that are welcome here on the impeachment front, 407-916-5400. Trump is sounding off on all of this. I'll get to that in a moment. Of course, he's across the pond in the U.K. for the NATO summit. 407-916-5400. You can text us on impeachment at 23680 here. Do you agree with us and with Alexander Hamilton that the way the Democrats are doing this and the shaky grounds they have and the lack of any bipartisanship in this effort sets a very dangerous precedent? The issue is here, at some point, we have a Democrat as a president and, uh, and the Republicans just go after him for something that the Founding Fathers never envisioned. You know, not for treason, not for bribery, not for other high crimes and misdemeanors, but because they lost to him and don't want to lose to him again and are afraid they can't beat him at the ballot box. So they trump up impeachment and drag the country through this. We go back and forth like that. We get turned into a banana republic here, my friends. 407-916-5400. How do you see it? Temperature readings are coming in. Text what you see in your car Text the number and where you're located to 23680. We will share what we see here in a moment. Headlining a story we'll talk about together in our 7 o'clock hour. A former FBI lawyer speaking out for the first time in two years after being the target of many attacks by President Trump. Lisa Page has tweeted um, that she has done being quiet and and in and, and, and pointing people to an interview in the Daily Beast that's very favorable to her, written by a, a Trump-hating author. She uh, called the attacks by the president sickening. Page said her personal opinions had no bearing on the course of the Russia investigation. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories for you all morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeart Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Bud, guess what I just did? What'd you do, Alan? I went down four floors to the parking lot, got in my car, 
to see what the temperature you was. You did not. I did. You, I, I shamed you to that point. You yeah. left the building. Yes. <laughs> What'd you see? Forty degrees, and on my sound system, back in the chain gang by the uh, pretenders. <laughs> Always nice to have an update from Mister Music. I mean, if I go down to the fourth floor and get in my car, I don't think I'm coming back. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I, believe if you, me, if you do that. We have no show. <laughs> believe me, I was tempted. <laughs> That's great. 40 degrees. What are we seeing on the text line? We asked for for temperatures and locations at this time. All kinds of stuff, bud. Uh, It's in the 30s in some places, including one person who says it's 34 in Inverness. Another person says it's 39 in Chiliota. Um, So some in the 30s. One person did say 41 in the Blizzard Beach employees parking lot. It explains why that and the other water parks are closed, as you told us yesterday. Yep. 42 in Castleberry, as well as Coronado Springs Resort. Chuck checked in from Claremont, where it's a nice, balmy 39 degrees. <laughs> 39 in Leesburg, 43 in Kissimmee. So, yeah, it's uh, it's chilly, folks. Somebody's listening on the iHeartRadio app where you can get a crystal clear signal of everything we do here um, anywhere on Earth. And my old stomping grounds where I started as a broadcaster, as a weatherman in Syracuse, New York, nearby Liverpool, 21 degrees. Eastern New York, the capital, they've got snow all over the place in yeah. Albany, Alan. It looked like a foot and a half, maybe. Well, that winter storm that uh, swept across the country is now in the Northeast, and they're expecting uh, snow and freezing rain throughout the day today. Hey, yeah. did you see the misguided text about how do you like global warning, warming? <laughs> you people. It, uh, there you go. I love it. Uh, anyway. It has um, nothing to do with it. Uh, well... <laughs> I don't know. I know that storm is sucking down a lot of cold air right now, and that is what we're dealing with. Great hearing from you on that. Um, Everybody wanted to talk about the weather and not impeachment, and I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Impeachment just goes on and on and on. Mornings like this don't come along too often, which is one reason why we enjoy living here so much. And I don't run down to my car to check on impeachment. I am shocked and amazed. Wow, extra effort, dude. Wow. You working wow. off those mini cupcakes you've been wow. sucking down? Man. Yeah, Bud, Bud brought in some uh, holiday mini cupcakes, and I had uh, one of those. Mm-hmm. And Puts so, you in a good humor vis-a-vis the Bud Man. No, he had to work it off on the stairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back up to the fourth floor in the 50,000-watt front porch. Just in time for the news update. Here's Alan. Suspects in the New York murders of an Orlando couple are arrested, and today is Giving Tuesday. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 629 on Good Morning Orlando. All right, Kevin, thank you so much. We'll keep you up to date on the weather and just how cold it gets. But right now, there's other news and a continuing story here, a tragedy um, that we've been reporting on, and Alan has an update now. But arrests made in New York could lead to some answers in the death of an Orlando couple. Multiple suspects are in custody on drug charges, but prosecutors say the suspects are substantially involved in the deaths of Miguel Valentin Colon and Nicole Plowd, who were murdered in Buffalo more than two months ago. Their three-year-old son was found on a porch near the crime scene, but has since returned to Central Florida to live with his grandparents. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Daytona Beach police say a man who was shot five times by his neighbor yesterday morning has died. The alleged shooter, Jared Harris, died earlier in a gunfight with officers. He fled on foot 
during that uh, foot pursuit, the suspect uh, pulled out a firearm and began to fire at the officers. The officers returned fire, striking the victim several times, and he expired as a result of uh, that gun battle. Police Chief Craig Capri says the victim is identified as 21-year-old Jamari Burks. Neither man had a record, and the motive for the shooting is not clear. A Sanford man is under arrest on charges that he shot a child in the leg. More from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. According to police, Anthony Knuth admits to drinking several shots of Southern Comfort and beer before the Saturday night shooting. A seven-year-old boy was among children playing with toy Nerf guns when Knuth said he had a real gun and was going to use it. The victim's mother was in a nearby room. She heard the gunfire and found her child with a serious leg wound. Knuth now charged with child neglect and using a weapon while under the influence. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Following up on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, today is Giving Tuesday, now in its eighth year. It's really evolved by um, just seeing more and more people engaging, whether they're giving money, they're sharing their voice, or they're serving. And we're seeing more and more countries around the world also participate. Philanthropy expert Rachel Hutchison suggests donating time or money through organizations you're already engaged with and are familiar with their missions. A Brevard County teenager has a chance to make Olympic history. 17-year-old Caroline Marks of Melbourne Beach qualified this weekend for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics in surfing, which will be part of the Olympics for the first time ever. Caroline is also the youngest U.S. athlete to qualify for next year's games. How about her? That's terrific. Surfing at the Olympics. Loving it. WFLA News time is 636. You don't have to miss any part of Good Morning Orlando. Get caught up with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. This Central Florida headline, and it's a good one. Polk County deputies can celebrate a historic drug bust. The sheriff's office announced yesterday the largest heroin seizure in its history as part of Operation Trifecta. Sheriff Grady Judd saying 10-plus pounds of heroin seized in an August raid has an estimated street value of almost $5 million. Judd says the drug seizure saved lives. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Let me clarify something I said in that headline we gave you out of Polk County. I mean, and I said it's a good story. It's an awful story when you consider the terrible influx of, of these deadly drugs that we have. But when the good guys, you know, um, nail the bad guys like they did in Polk County. That's the good part of the story. I think we would all agree. Uh, nothing good in the story of America's um, uh, fiscal situation here. I mean, the headline in, in, in one publication uh, this week, trillion-dollar deficits as far as the eye can see and hardly a voice of caution to be heard. You know, Yaffe and I have felt like voices crying in the wilderness for years here about the national debt. Now, over $22 trillion. It looks like we're headed for a trillion-dollar-plus deficit this year. Now, keep in mind, we have a president who has done a lot of great things, but we also have a president in Donald Trump who has done nothing to rein in the debt and the deficits, even though, as you're about to hear, he promised to do that on the campaign trail before the 2016 election. Here's the president then. We owe $19 trillion as a, as a country. 
and we're going to knock it down and we're going to bring it down big league and quickly we're going to bring jobs back we're going to bring business back we're going to we're going to stop our deficits we're going to stop our deficits we're going to do it very quickly that's 2016 it's now 2019 almost 2020 and the 19 trillion dollar national debt is over 22 trillion there's also another sound cut out there of the president uh, some years ago saying when we get to 24 trillion we become Greece well, we're headed in that direction, and it's interesting. We can get away with this because it, with a l- super low interest rates now, okay, it doesn't just kill our economy. But and and we're we're running about a three percent of gross domestic product in terms of the debt right now. But if we have soaring interest rates, and, and history tells us sooner or later they're going up, you know, and if they double, they triple, quadruple, whatever else. I mean, the amount of of, of debt service we will have to pay will take money away from all kinds of other things that the American people expect from their government. That's going to be, that's going to be, you know, when the chicken comes home to roost. And it is a big, nasty, debt-ridden chicken. You know, I think uh, this is one of the reasons Trump wants negative interest rates. You hear him all the time talking about the Fed and low interest rates, and he thinks we should go to negative interest rates. I have a feeling, he's never said that, but I have a feeling that this is part of the reason why. They're trying to, it's almost like scheming their way out of the debt, because if we have negative interest rates, then people will pay the government to save money. And they'll think, oh, that'll pay down the debt. But that could create other problems in the long run, I think. You know, you talk about the inattention to this particular issue among most Americans, and I think the problem is the numbers have gotten so big, it's we can't wrap our minds around it. it. You can't even relate when you're talking 19, 20, 21 trillion dollars or whatever it is at this point. Well, you know, Alan, it's interesting because people do get it and feel the pain when they have a similar situation and, you know, right within their own lives. You know, they go bankrupt, they're debt ridden, you can't sleep, you know, uh, I mean, you're getting ulcers from it. I mean, it's a nightmare and you really feel it. But you don't have any immediate sense of the enormity of this out there. There's no direct pain, but it is this looming, painful, disastrous nightmare for all of us here because at some point we're going to have to pay this money back. Yeah, at some point, but we've been hearing about this huge debt for years and years and years, and we just continue going right along as if nothing's happening. And, you know, again, if people aren't feeling it directly, they're not going to be concerned. So is there anybody out there who who gives a rip about this? I hope you do. Tell me, what is the solution to this problem? Because I see no political will in either party in Congress. I see none from the president. He's done great things, but nothing in this regard. Um, How do we solve this problem? I fear the only way to do it is to have a total fiscal collapse in this country, a total economic collapse as a result of, of, of the unsustainable national debt, and then we all come to our senses, but at what price? 407-916-5400, what do you think? And the text line is open to 23680. We roll on with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic very quickly here in two minutes on the Tuesday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. 
A local headline for you now. An Orange County man wants to fight the charges he faces for killing a teenager. Lonnie Leonard is charged with manslaughter for shooting to death 19-year-old Arthur Adams two years ago. The 51-year-old Leonard confronted Adams for stealing baby products from a Walmart, and Leonard claims he thought Adams had a gun. Leonard originally pleaded no contest, but yesterday he withdrew his plea, and he might use the stand-your-ground defense. We'll see. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories for you here in Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. Merry Christmas, everybody. Great to have you with us. Don't mean to get grinchy talking about the debt and the deficits right now, but somebody's got to, and we appreciate the fact that the smartest, most engaged audience in talk radio. We've got some folks who want to talk about it as well. Robert, thanks for waiting. Welcome aboard. Good morning from Windermere, Robert. Good morning, Batman. Fear not. We have got the right guy to get this deficit taken care of. Uh, he's been around for three years. I love him, but when's he going to start? Well, he doesn't have a Congress that will work with him. What's going to happen mm. is 2020, we're going to wipe Washington clean and get rid of all these do-nothing Democrats, and then he can make the hard decision. And you and I both know, you haven't mentioned it yet, but you and I both know it's the third rail of politics. we got to rein in Social Security, Medicare. You're going to make some very tough decisions, which is probably going to come down to age, and you and I are the same age, so it means maybe we don't get our benefits until 70 or, or later. That's fine with me. You know, I take care of myself. Well, I'm, but- I'm glad you raised that because that's an issue, an angle that I take all the time and I didn't get to here this morning. But but the point the point is well taken, Robert, that there are no votes to be had there right now among the American people. Anybody comes out with a program to dramatically cut back on entitlements, which would have to be done because there's such a big part of the pie here in terms of, of what we spend every year and, and cut back on this, that and the other thing. They're not getting elected, they're not getting reelected, and there's no political will. Nobody wants to go down that road, Robert. So how in the world does this problem get solved? Because there's no will on the Republican side either for that. Oh, I think there is. It's just Trump has to get the right people in there. Paul Ryan wasn't the right guy when he had control of the House. Now he's going to get some real conservative, you know, people in there who are going to make those tough decisions because this is a generational decision i agree with robert i gotta go but i gotta tell you i I, with all due respect and i really appreciate you and your call but the fact of the matter is the republicans know it would be political suicide to advocate what needs to be done to deal with this you know you played the one cut from uh, trump talking about during the campaign that he wanted to reduce the deficit i believe he actually said at one point I can wipe out the deficit in eight years. Yes, he did. That's another cut there. And, uh, you know, it's we're three years in, as you pointed out, and uh, there's been no movement in that direction. I mean, that's just the truth, gang, all right? I mean, I know that's hard to hear if you're hardcore pro-Trump, and I'm a Trump backer, but he's done nothing he promised to do, and it isn't just the Democrats standing in his way. He knows it's political suicide in the current climate in America. Here's Dustin in Titusville. Hi. Welcome in from the coast. Hey, bud. How's it going? Pretty well. How are you feeling this morning about all of this we're talking about? All right. Well, I'm going to give you my perspective on it. I'm just a 37-year-old, just a normal average guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think it was a lot of have to do with, you know, when, when we run up our debt and we get in trouble, you know, we just file bankruptcy and seven years later everything's back to normal. 
Um, and we have been hearing about this debt ceiling, debt ceiling, debt ceiling, debt ceiling, debt ceiling. We, uh, you know, not a lot of people even know where the money comes from. Who do we owe the money to? Is it China? And if it's China, I mean, I don't know about a lot of people, but I'm like, well, screw China. I'm not giving them any money. They can sit <laughs> <my> <laughs> We owe it to a lot of different countries. China is one of the big ones. We just lost Dustin on there. Wish we could have continued the conversation. It's a big, big topic, uh, but it's one we're going to continue to bring up here because we just don't see it being raised anywhere else. As Dustin mentioned, we, we've been hearing about the debt ceiling and the deficit year after year after year. As I mentioned earlier, it's like crying wolf. Until the wolf shows up, nobody's going to care. Yeah, and the wolf shows up, Alan, when the interest rates go up to normal levels and the debt service breaks our back. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's what's coming, gang, unless we do something to stop it. And I see no political will whatsoever at this point. It is absolutely scary. I mean, it's like you're, you know, you're, you're in a train that is hurtling ahead and, and, and everything is just as smooth as it could be, but there's a huge cliff out there. Mm -hmm. You know, you're heading toward it, but you don't feel it. But it is there. Yeah, you you just brought me in mind of the when we bought our first house. Yeah, interest rates were thirteen and a half percent. Oh, yeah, right around the Carter administration. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. Now they're just so super low, and they will not stay that way mm-hmm. forever. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on our frigid morning across Central Florida as we update our news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the Sunshine State, still sunny but cold. More in one minute. Hop aboard the Trump train with us with Lisa Page, Sleepy Joe, and Melania next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. December is off to a chilly start in the Sunshine State. AccuWeather meteorologist Dave Samuel says temperatures are dropping to near freezing across the Panhandle to North Florida and well down the peninsula. Even Miami is seeing lows in the 50s. It will be cool over the next few days, but at least we will see a good deal of sunshine each day, so just find uh, that sunshine and it'll feel okay. It's down to the low 40s and upper 30s in some parts of central Florida. Temperatures will gradually warm up as the week goes along. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump is in Europe for a summit marking the 70th anniversary of the NATO alliance, but impeachment is still very much on his mind. Meeting this morning with the Secretary General of NATO, he again defended his dealings with the President of Ukraine. Trump accused Democrats of doing a disservice to the country by carrying on with their impeachment inquiry. It's a hoax. The impeachment thing is a hoax. It's turned out to be a hoax. Uh, It's uh, done for purely uh, political gain. They're going to see whether or not they can uh, do something in 2020 because otherwise they're going to lose. Meanwhile, four witnesses are scheduled to come before the House Judiciary Committee's opening impeachment hearing tomorrow. The witnesses are legal professors from across the country who will discuss the constitutional grounds for impeaching President Trump. The Judiciary Committee invited Trump to send a team to participate in the hearing, but the White House declined. There's an election in the city of Orlando today. It's a runoff to decide who gets the district city city council seat. 
Orange Blossom Family Health CEO Bakari Burns is running against former state senator Gary Siplin. This is District 6, right? Yep. Nobody got 50%, so right. they got the runoff today. A new chief is taking over at the Orlando Fire Department. We will make sure that we have a department that is healthy both physically and mentally. And lastly, most important, provide a workforce with opportunities for professional development. Benjamin Barksdale comes to Orlando from Prince George's County in Maryland. He is tasked with putting the department back on track after the previous chief resigned amid allegations of sexual misconduct. There's a launch scheduled for tomorrow at Cape Canaveral, and forecasters say the weather is 90% go. A SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket will be carrying supplies to the International Space Station. Liftoff is scheduled for 12.51 p.m. tomorrow. Russell Wilson threw for 240 yards and two touchdowns as the Seahawks held off the Vikings 37-30 on Monday Night Football at Seattle. The Seahawks are tied with San Francisco atop the NFC West at 10-2, but currently own the tiebreaker. Wilson says they're on a roll right now, but can't let up. I think we're playing great football. I think we can play better. Uh, I think that we're, um, the thing is we're 10-2, um, you know, and top of the NFC West, and we're in control, and that's a great thing. You know, we like, we like having that, that control and just being on try to continue to win football games. Minnesota is now a game behind Green Bay in the NFC North at 8-4. WFLA News time is 7:07. A terrifying video shows five people thrown from a carnival ride. Oh, man. And you can watch it online at WFLAOrlando.com. <laughs> and, of course, we all will. Everybody's okay. Or Good. going. To, like they're that. going to be okay. Okay. <laughs> they weren't okay right away. No, I guess not. Like us on Facebook. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yaffe's rolling that Christmas music every chance he gets, and uh, we love it, and we hope you do as well. Um, we're on the Trump train here in just a moment, but... First of all, we tried this in the 6 o'clock hour, and until about now, it can continue to get colder because the sun isn't really up yet. So do, um, if you would, do us a favor. A lot of you are out driving. Check your car thermometer. Tell me how cold it is right now and where that is. Now, okay? wait a minute. Do I have to go downstairs again and look you, at my car? No, <laughs> you, no, you did that at 6. I couldn't believe it because he hadn't done it coming in. Where we also, you know, like 40, 41, something mm -hmm. like that, 43, one right, I had. Right. Um, at any rate, um, so text it to 23680, 23680. Give us the, the lowest temperature you've seen in your car, or if you have a home thermometer, that's great too, and exactly where you're located, you know, just what town. Uh, 407-916-5400 is our phone number on the uh, Trump train beat. We'll get to that in a moment, but if you want to text us that temperature that you're seeing and where you are, we'll share it. Uh, two, three, six, eight, zero. Hey, you're about an hour away from becoming a millionaire, maybe, right, Alan? Yeah, be listening about one hour from now for the keyword. What you do is text that keyword to 200, 200, and if you're chosen, you'll have a chance to match a four-digit code. Are you with me? Keep rolling. Okay. If you match that four-digit code, guess what? You win $1 million. Gotta love that. If not, you will get a consolation prize of $100. It is the Million Dollar Holiday Contest from News Radio WFLA Orlando, and it continues in one hour from now. In just two minutes from now, we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7.09. 
Headlines right now, a Seminole County boy is in phase by a recent encounter in the water. Oviedo, nine-year-old Chandler Moore, surfing over the weekend in New Smyrna Beach when a black tip shark knocked him off his surfboard. Chandler wasn't hurt, and his dad tells News 6 that they thought it was just a fish, so Chandler went out paddling for more. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. I hear the Trump train coming, it's coming round the bend, rolling over Democrats time and time again, and when they holler how they hate him, screaming Trump's the worst. He just fires up the Trump train and puts America first. Which is exactly what our president is doing over at the NATO summit, gathering in the UK, all the nations there of Europe, and celebrating the 70th anniversary of the alliance here. Trump's getting more and more of these countries to pay their fair share, 2% of GDP. You know, we've been paying far more than that and far more than our share for too long. And Trump has said, sorry, gang, we love you, but the party's over. Get on board and pay what you should. And um, I'm glad to see our president there. I like the optics of this, Yaffe. The president of the United States at the NATO summit juxtaposed with the Democrats with a very weak impeachment case um, and and blatantly partisan and not bipartisan back home here with a new hearing tomorrow trying to get him thrown out of office. Yeah, and the Democrats are getting blasted for the scheduling of all this, having the hearings start this week in the Judiciary Committee because they knew Trump was going to be overseas. So, I mean, it's not like... This been has on been the in the books, books for, for a year, yeah. he said. It's not yeah. like they were like, oh, oh, it's such a surprise here. Just shows how partisan it is. Well, really. yeah, and remember when politics ended at the water's edge? Doesn't anymore, does yeah, it? That's done, I think. I think that is done. Yep. Anyway, you remember Lisa Page, the former FBI lawyer um, who had that extramarital affair with the former FBI head of counterintelligence, Peter Strzok, and they hated Trump and they were plotting to make sure that he would not get elected. Well, um, You know, and you remember some of the uh, more notable tweets that were out there. Lisa Page to her lover, uh, Peter Strzok, Trump's not ever going to become president, right? Right? Strzok, no, no, he's not. We'll stop it. And on and on and on. Well, um, Trump has worked her over pretty good and really let her have it um, uh, during an October rally. This was kind of bizarre here, but you'll remember this because this is apparently what has gotten Lisa Page now to go public and to do an interview with a very, very pro-Democrat um, author who was uh, who did a piece on the, the liberal Daily Beast here. Why is Lisa Page suddenly surfacing now? She says it's because of what Trump said about her when he kind of like faked an orgasm she might have been having with, with her lover, Peter Strzok. Listen to this at a rally in October. I love you, Peter. I love you too, Lisa. Lisa, I love you. Lisa. Lisa. Oh, God, I love you, Lisa. And if she doesn't win, Lisa, we've got an insurance policy, Lisa. 
We'll get that son of a bitch out. Yeah, and, and we didn't, uh, you know, we still don't know exactly what the insurance policy is, but here you are, deep within the FBI, the deep staters here, the Trump haters trying to destroy this guy before he even has a chance to be president of the United States. You know what? And, I mean, what does she expect from Trump in a situation like that? So she says that's the reason that uh, that she submitted to this interview about how this has ruined her life, what the president said about her, and um, and, and trying to say, you know, I have a First Amendment right, I, the, these communications, these text messages with, with Peter Strzok, I have a right to do that. You know, I did absolutely nothing wrong trying to create a, a, a situation where she is a th- sympathetic figure. There are those who believe that the Michael Horowitz Inspector General report that comes out next week may have some pretty damning stuff about the likes of Page and Strzok and that that's why she's trying to gin up her public image by doing that interview right now in the Daily Beast. Quick question. Uh, were those texts done on government devices? Because if they were, that would be grounds for dismissal and possible prosecution, regardless of who's president. Yeah, I don't know if, if that was ever established yeah, or but, resolved. I mean, I know his wife found them on the phone, confronted Lisa Page, and yeah. then she went to the FBI. And I heard Mueller's reaction first was to wipe the phone clean. Well, destroy anyway, the evidence. Well, there you go. But you know, Yaffe, I, I, the timing is interesting, is it not? With the Inspector General's report coming out. Yeah, I'm very curious what that's going to say. Although it has been reported that that report is not going to show bias by the FBI, which I don't even know how that's possible. But that's what they're reporting out so far. Yeah, we thought it was interesting. Um, now, coming up here in a moment, uh, we're going to spend a little time on the campaign tra- uh, trail with creepy Joe Biden here. As we visit Creepy Joe's neighborhood here, not Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, but Creepy Joe's neighborhood as the Trump train rolls on. And then something nice about Melania and Christmas at the White House. After we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes for you here on Good Morning Orlando. This one should have been on the Trump train, too, but here we go with this headline. President Trump's 2020 re-election campaign will no longer issue credentials to Bloomberg News. The organization announced that it would not investigate its namesake owner, Mike Bloomberg, as he's running for president, or any other Democrat presidential candidates for that matter, but would continue to investigate President Trump. Brad Parscale, who's the chairman of the Trump campaign, said the decision by Bloomberg News to formalize preferential reporting policies is troubling and wrong. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Man, a Trump train's got so many cars on it here, we had to run it over two brakes to get it all in. Time now, my friends, to spend a little time with the Democrats' front runner for now, Joe Biden, and try and imagine him going up against Trump and winning the presidency. We have a little sound that has surfaced from the campaign trail of Joe poolside regaling a bunch of kids with tales of his days as a hairy-legged lifeguard long ago. Another creepy day in Joe's neighborhood for Biden backers. It can't be good when he says this. When he says this. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that, that turn 
uh, um, blonde in the sun. There you go. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. What is going on with, with Joe? Man, creepy old Uncle Joe. A little strange stuff. I can honestly say as a kid, I never wanted to rub the hair off a lifeguard's leg, ever. It never, a, never occurred to me. You know, <laughs> it, this is the same poolside chat that uh, he also talked about his battle with Corn Pop the Gangster. Yeah. This guy is just out there, Yeah, man. this has been around a while, but it yeah. surfaced, and I thought we would, uh, we, would, we would play it here. We may be revisiting um, Creepy Joe's neighborhood more than once. And what's with the No Malarkey bus tour? You know what? If you're trying to <laughs> make your image younger, yes. don't use a word from like the 19th century. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it actually is more recent than that because when I was a kid, I got told I was full of malarkey. You know, but if you're trying to attract young voters, no malarkey. Young voters have no idea what the word is. <laughs> I have to say, as a young voter myself, um, I love the word malarkey. I feel like it's a very underappreciated word in today's in today's world. Well, and we need to bring it back. We you're, got some. <laughs> you're just a rapscallion. I just want to say that chicken malarkey is awesome. If you use the right wine, the malarkey just with mushrooms. It's what? Is it not chicken? Oh, it's marsala. My bad. <laughs> oh. If there are young listeners out there, and we know there are, malarkey means nonsense. You know. Yeah. You know, you're full of baloney. Poppycock. You're full of malarkey. I got poppycock when I was a kid, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you get poppycock? Were you full of poppycock? You still are. <laughs> anyway, okay. Hey, listen. Yaffe, did you post the video of Melania giving us a, a video did. tour of the White House decorations? Yep. It's on the website, WFLAOrlando.com. Click on the Good Morning Orlando tab on your blog. It's right there. Isn't it beautiful? I mean, it is just magnificent. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and there's a, a lot paint, of work there, The spirit of America yeah, the, is the theme here. The trees are nice, too. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. the whole thing is just gorgeous. Yeah, and, yeah. and in all kinds of patriotic, you know I mean. patriotic <laughs> displays. <laughs> I thought you were talking about we Christmas bulbs. We need a Creepy Allen Specter segment, <laughs> yeah, apparently. Right. Yes. Creepy Allen's neighborhood. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Melania is lovely. Full of malarkey. And so are the trees. Oh, boy. Anyway, I mean, they have gingerbread recreations yep. of the White House, but also of a Mount Rushmore and of the Golden Gate Bridge and all of this. I mean, but it's just, it's very, very patriotic theme. And, you know, check it out on the website, which is where, Yaffe? Uh, com. Click on the Good Morning Orlando tab at the top of the page. Okay. Good morning, Orlando. Buttheading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Alan has the news right now and a big problem out in Daytona Beach bringing people together to try and find a solution. But residents in Daytona Beach are being asked to pray together after a series of deadly shootings. City Commissioner Paula Reed will host a prayer vigil at 6 o'clock tonight at the John H. Dickerson Community Center on South Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. In the latest incident, police shot and killed a man yesterday in Derbyshire after he allegedly shot and killed a neighbor. Police Chief Craig Capri says the victim, 21-year-old Jamari Burks, died at the hospital. And the alleged shooter, Jared Harris, was killed in a gun battle with his officers. The suspect dictated the, the outcome of this. He's the one that caused all this. You pull a gun on a police officer, you're probably going to get shot and you're probably going to get killed. <laughs> Simple as that. You know, he killed a poor innocent guy, kid here that had, not, that had his whole life ahead of him. 
and, and now he's dead because this guy, you know, got upset about something. I don't know. And he went, in the house, went inside the guy's house and shot and killed him. There have now been nine shootings in Daytona Beach in just the past two weeks. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Orange County man wants to fight the charges he faces for killing a teenager. Lonnie Leonard is charged with manslaughter in the shooting death of 19-year-old Arthur Adams two years ago. Leonard confronted Adams for stealing baby products from a Walmart, and Leonard claims he thought Adams had a gun. Leonard originally pleaded no contest, but yesterday he withdrew his plea and indicates he might use the stand-your-ground defense. Polk County undercover detectives have busted a drug ring they say was trafficking in heroin and meth in four states. Sheriff Grady Judd blasted authorities in San Bernardino, California, who released a suspect who's in the country illegally. That in itself is a train wreck. California's a train wreck. If you want to see how not to deal with criminals, go to California. Polk detectives and their out-of-state counterparts brought in more than 10 pounds of heroin and almost 140 pounds of meth, making seven arrests in what they call Operation Trifecta. That's a phenomenal uh, bust down there. Yeah. And boy, Grady Judd, as usual, right on the money. Biggest in history for Polk County. Right. The first Tuesday after Thanksgiving is Giving Tuesday, and that is today. The so-called Global Generosity Movement aims to unleash the power of people and organizations to transform their communities and the world. But before you open your wallet... Philanthropy expert Rachel Hutchison suggests learning where your money's going. Read their annual report and really ask yourself, do I feel proud about giving to this? You know, if you haven't heard of the organization or it's just something random, maybe you should choose something that where you've actually seen the work in action. GivingTuesday.org reports an estimated $400 million were donated online last Giving Tuesday across the more than 150 participating countries. The Magic are in D.C. to battle the Washington Wizards tonight. Orlando then returns home to face Phoenix tomorrow before heading back out on the road for two games this weekend. The Magic have won two of three to up their record to eight and 11 on the season. And elsewhere... Another veteran rock and roll band will be hitting the road. Yes, Chicago plans to go on tour in North America next year. The band will co-headline the tour with Rick Springfield, according to an announcement made yesterday. The tour will have 26 dates. It starts June 12th in Concord, California, ends August 1st in Rosemont, Illinois. On July 3rd, Chicago and Rick Springfield will be in Tampa at the Mid-Florida Credit Union Amphitheater. General public tickets go on sale starting this Friday morning. No Orlando date scheduled, though, huh? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many of these tours have I announced, and it's like dates in Jacksonville, Tampa, West yeah. Palm Beach? What do we got, bad breath? I don't know. We're right <laughs> in the middle of the state. We got a great arena for that. I don't get it. Is Nickelback coming? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With our luck, they would come here. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a holdover from last week's show. Go ahead. Oreo's mystery flavor is revealed. Oreo posted a photo of the limited edition cookies on Instagram yesterday, captioning it case closed. A contest to guess the flavor ended after Oreo dropped several hints on its website. Those who got it right were entered into a drawing, and one winner was chosen to win $50,000. The mystery Oreo flavor? Churro. What is that? 
Churro is a, a fried dough pastry, traditional in Spain and Portugal. How, often, do, you, wait, how do you know this? Often frosted <laughs> with cinnamon sugar. They really? sell them at the Walmart. Do they? Yeah. All right. You yeah. can get free samples sometimes. Okay. The, the mystery Oreos definitely have a hint of cinnamon. That's why I show up here every day, because I learned something. That's yep. good. Churro. There is nothing you could put between two Oreo cookies that wouldn't taste good. Bacon. Spackling paste, whatever you want. Anything works with an Oreo. Now, you know, to me, the key to the Oreo is is the filling. It's like you could take the filling and put that in between anything else. Oh, I never looked at it that way. You may be right. Yeah, again. But you're the guy who knows everything <laughs> about churros, so I defer to you. And finally... You're a schmott guy. And finally, <laughs> President Donald Trump, known as a lover of fast food and processed meats, is one of the last people you'd expect to try a vegan diet or one that eliminates animal products like meat, milk, and eggs. But a nine-year-old activist from Melbourne, right here in central Florida, known as Vegan Evan, hopes to do just that and has challenged Trump to go vegan for 30 days as part of a campaign to make America healthy again. If Trump accepts and completes the challenge, a nonprofit called Million Dollar Vegan will donate a million dollars to a charity of Trump's choice. That money, according to a spokesperson for the nonprofit, comes from private donations from individuals and other activist groups. So far, the president has not responded to the challenge, but he has until December 31st to do so. You think he'll do it? Not a chance. No. He might I don't think for he charity? Should. No. I don't think he should. I was going to say, will he take the bait, but he can't take the bait because that's meat. <laughs> Yeah, do they have <laughs> vegan bait now? Mm. <laughs> Maybe they do. Mm. Plant-based it's, bait. It's mm-hmm. called impossible bait. <laughs> er, look for it at a bait and tackle I, shop uh, near maybe, you. Maybe he would do it just for the, uh, you know, for the, just for the charity aspect of it. And maybe Melania mm. would say, "Donald, you need to lose a little weight." You no. know, sweetheart. Don't see it happening. What? I'm getting huge. He loves his KFC, his McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not gonna happen. Not doing it. Not even for charity. Okay. Good stuff. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. That's a Florida kid, right? You got to applaud that. I mean, you know, reaching out at age nine. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. We'll see. We'll follow it here. You may... Maybe fodder for a future edition of Elsewhere. Future fodder. Now, um, you're back with more Elsewhere next hour, same time, and a chance for folks to win a million bucks at the top of the hour, right, Alan? That's right. It's our million dollar holiday contest from News Radio WFLA Orlando. Listen just after the uh, top of the hour, just after eight o'clock for the keyword. You text that keyword to 200-200. We're going to give you a chance to match a four-digit code. You match the four-digit code, you could win $1 million. That's all there is to it. All right, and in the meantime, how would you like to win four free tickets to the upcoming Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas concert, brand-new show at the Amway Center, okay? Uh, They are coming, and we have free tickets. And you're eligible if you haven't won the game in 30 days. It's a Christmas music edition of sound judgment get on the line just sing one word from a familiar christmas song and you'll be our winner but you got to be on the phone 407-916-5400 is the number playing sound judgment right now this is a great gift for somebody if you're not into the trans-siberian orchestra for some reason or it's not convenient for you to go 
Give it to somebody as a Christmas gift. They will love you forever. Well, for a while anyway. 407-916-5400 is the number to play Sound Judgment. 407-916-5400. And our text line, we don't use. But our toll-free, we do. 866-916-5400. Well, you're on top of it. Not today. I'm, <laughs> I've, I've got to go for a medical test afterward, and I'm not allowed to have any coffee or caffeine. Ah. And I am just I'm, I'm slowly sinking here, Alan. I don't know if I'm going to make it till 9 o'clock. I haven't done a show without coffee in me in 10 years, and it's starting to show up. Well, let me toss you an anchor. <laughs> I used to be an anchor, <laughs> which I found out is the first thing they throw overboard when there's trouble. It's mm-hmm. just the same in you know, nautical terms as it was in television news. That's why I'm here doing radio right now. Well, that's right a sad now. story. Well, it is, and, 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 and that's probably a little bit of TMI there. But at any rate, we're ready with sound judgment. After we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here, and good morning, Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. You're listening to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. How'd you like to see him? You will if you're our sound judgment winner, right, Melissa? That is correct. We have a four-pack of tickets for next Saturday's performance. That's December 14th at the Amway Center. Trans-Siberian's Orchestra, Christmas Eve, and other stories. Four-pack of tickets, bud. Sound judgment. Let's Let, use it. Let's, let's do play it. the game, and a wrong answer will open up a line. If you're trying to get in, you will get in if you're quick at 407-916-5400. You're going to have to sing one line of a famous Christmas song. I'll bet you can do this. Our Christmas music sound judgment today takes you deep inside the lyrics to one of my all-time favorites. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas as sung by the incomparable Bing Crosby. Now listen to some sound from a verse I really love, and then when Yaffe stops the music, you do your best Bing Crosby and sing the next line. Get all the words right, and you're our winner. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go There's a tree in the Grand Hotel One in the park as well Finish it, line one. Don't know. Okay, thanks for trying. Grab the open line, 407-916-5400. Line two, finish, finish the line. Forgot. Okay. There's a tree in the Grand Hotel, one in the park as well. Line four. Go ahead, line four. It's the sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow. That may be it. Close enough for me. Let's verify it, Yaffe. Yes? Can we do that? It won't play. It's the sturdy kind that won't You added one soul. word, but you, you got it. I'm afraid we're going to be here all morning the if I don't get it. The sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow. Yeah, we'll pay off on that. It's Christmas. <laughs> Are we okay there, Yaffe? What happened to the crowd? Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you what. <laughs> What's your name? What's your first name? My name is Bob from DeBerry. Yeah, Bob, you're going to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Have you had a chance to see them when they come around town? Not yet. I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. I listen to them all the time. I think they're phenomenal, so I'm looking forward to it. That'll be that'll be fantastic. You got a four-pack of tickets. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm running a little bit late. We've been having too much fun here. So, Bob, I'll put you off air with Melissa to make the arrangements. Okay, my friend? 
Great. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you is, and your family. Is Gaffey off caffeine today, too? There might be something around. You know, it, the, me without coffee is taking the whole crew <laughs> down here very slowly. And you're next, Alan. Okay. Anyway, uh, what's going on? I have no idea, but I'll find out. I tell you this, we have traffic and weather in two minutes, followed by the Rush Morning Update here on Good Morning Orlando. Check of headlines now. Former President Jimmy Carter hospitalized again. The 95-year-old Carter admitted to a hospital in Georgia over the weekend to treat a urinary tract infection. He is reportedly resting and feeling better now and looking forward to getting back home soon. We wish him well. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories for you on Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here on this cold, cold Central Florida morning. Time for an update for you right now on Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Floridians are shivering this morning. More in one minute. And we're talking impeachment and the Republicans' case against it with you next on Good Morning Orlando. 804 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. We're off to a cold start across Florida this morning. We're going to see temperatures in the 30s across all of uh, North Florida. The Panhandle uh, temperatures probably get uh, close to, if not below, freezing across the uh, Interstate 10 corridor. Um, Not super unusual this time of year, so I don't think we have records. But, yeah, it will be a bit colder. AccuWeather meteorologist Dave Samuels. Temperatures in central Florida getting down to the low 40s and upper 30s this morning. Even in Miami, it's down to the 50s. Temps are expected to gradually warm up through the rest of the week. Throughout the show, we asked folks to tell us what the car thermometer says and where they are. We had them down in the mid-30s as close to us as a popka this morning, but now the sun is coming up, so the temperature will be rising at least a little. A little. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump has begun his day of meetings with NATO leaders in London, starting with the organization's secretary general, But the president had domestic issues on his mind, bashing Democrats over their impeachment inquiry. I think it's very unpatriotic of the Democrats to put on a performance where they do that. I do. I think think it's a bad thing for our country. Impeachment wasn't supposed to be used that way. Uh, All you have to do is read the transcripts. You'll see there was absolutely nothing done wrong. House lawmakers got their first look at the Intelligence Committee's impeachment report yesterday. And the Republicans have come out with their own report, and we've got that in our hands. We'll talk about it in a moment. A runoff election today will decide who will occupy a vacant seat on the Orlando City Council. Makari Burns and Gary Siplin are the choices for voters in District 6. Burns is the CEO of Orange Blossom Family Health, and Siplin is a former state senator. Neither got the needed 50% of the vote in last month's general election. A new leader is in charge at the Orlando Fire Department. And my vision for the Orlando Fire Department is simple. We will continue to build on the 134-year foundation by having a department that is diverse and inclusive and a fire service industry leader. Benjamin Barksdale was installed as chief during ceremonies yesterday morning at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. 
Barksdale replaces Roderick Williams, who resigned earlier this year amid allegations of sexual misconduct. Weather is 90% go for the launch of a resupply mission to the International Space Station. A SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket is carrying new experiments, supplies, and equipment for the crew living in orbit. Liftoff from Cape Canaveral is set for tomorrow at 12.51 p.m. A Monday night football showdown shakes up the playoff picture in the NFC. The Seattle Seahawks soar to the top of the division. Third down and five. Wilson's going to go deep, wide open, and into the hands of David Moore. Call courtesy of ESPN. Russell Wilson connects with David Moore for a 60-yard touchdown pass, one of two for the MVP candidate to go with 240 yards in the air as the Seahawks hang on to beat the Minnesota Vikings 37-30 for their fifth straight victory. Seattle now 10-2, and and thanks to a tiebreaker, they control the NFC West lead over the San Francisco 49ers. The Vikings drop to 8-4 and on the season but remain in contention for a wild-card spot. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News time is 8.07. A Florida woman fakes a medical issue during an airline flight in order to get a bigger seat. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio station. What'd you do? Fake being fat or something? What? No, no, no. She uh, claimed she was having breathing issues, but instead of giving her a bigger seat, they just <laughs> turned the plane around and took it back to where it started. Did they? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Learn about it on the website. Check it out at WFLA Orlando. Keyword Budman. The Budman here along with Alan Yaffe and the Fox until 9 o'clock. Um, the Republicans um, kind of preempted the Democrats on their impeachment report, making the case against it. I'll give you chapter and verse on that, and we'll talk about it in a moment after we try to make somebody a millionaire. Alan? That's exactly what we're trying to do, bud. Be listening in moments for the keyword, and text that keyword to 200-200. If you are selected, you'll have a chance to match a four-digit code. And if you match that four-digit code, you'll win $1 million. If you don't match it, you will get a consolation prize of $100. It is the Million Dollar Holiday Contest from News Radio WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando continues in just two minutes with an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. It's 8.08. Headlines now as the Democrats' endless and, I think, fruitless efforts to impeach and remove President Trump continues. Four witnesses set to appear in the House Judiciary Committee's opening impeachment hearing tomorrow. The witnesses are law professors from around the nation who will discuss the constitutional grounds for impeaching President Trump. Better bring the no-dos for that one. Sounds like a snoozer. The Judiciary Committee invited the president to send attorneys to take part in the hearing, but the White House has declined. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. And Merry Christmas to you. Do you agree that it's right for neither the president who's overseas at NATO now at the summit there, nor any of his lawyers should have anything to do with the House Judiciary Committee impeachment hearings set for tomorrow? All it would do is legitimize this illegitimate process. Um, The president has been tweeting from overseas 
saying the Republican Party has never been so united. This impeachment scam is just a continuation of the three-year witch hunt, but it is only bringing us even closer together. I think he has a good point there. Then he tweeted this when he landed in England. He said, just landed in the United Kingdom, headed to London for NATO meetings tomorrow, which is now today. Prior to landing, I read the Republicans' report on the impeachment hoax. Great job. Radical left has no case. Read the transcript. Shouldn't even be allowed. Can we go to the Supreme Court to stop this? Oh, I think it'll be stopped, sir, in the United States Senate. And Yaffe still is among those who believes that Pelosi and the Democrats may see the folly of their ways and pull back and decide for censure, maybe, rather than impeachment and never take the vote. Do you still believe that? I'm hearing more and more talk about it, actually, bud. It's very, very possible. Well, I'm telling you what, you would would be the first one that I am aware of who called that because it goes way, way back when I said, oh, there's no question that they'll impeach him. They hate him. They're gonna. They, they're desperate to get him out of office or just damage him as much as they can. And you said, I don't think they'll ever take the boat, Bud Man. Yeah, I mean, it's possible the other way too. But I, I seriously, you watch the Sunday shows, you hear more talk, a lot more talk of censure. It's just, it's out there. So, what will the Democrats say to make the case tomorrow that the president ought to be impeached and ultimately convicted and removed from office through the United States Senate? Um, do you think they will ever take the impeachment vote? Who, who is on the right track here, the Budman or Yaffe? I say the Democrats loathe Trump to the point, and they've gone so far down this path, that the base would explode against the Democrat Party if they did not take this vote. But Yaffe still thinks there's a very good chance they will not. Who's got that one right? How do you see it? 407-916-5400. What do you expect from the Democrats tomorrow and can they make the case and move the needle on impeachment because the polls indicate they were unable to do it through the hearings they had in the house intel committee 407-916-5400 text line 23680 where standard message and data rates apply so house republicans preempted the democrats who haven't put out their report yet it comes today and then it'll be sent over to the Judiciary Committee and be the framework, I guess, for what they do in the impeachment hearing tomorrow with all those legal experts. Uh, House Republicans have delivered a point-by-point rebuttal to the impeachment efforts, 123-page report, and it says, among other things, the evidence presented does not prove any of these Democrat allegations, and none of the Democrats' witnesses testified to having evidence of bribery, extortion, or any high crime or misdemeanor. And um, further in their reports, the Republicans argued that the evidence found throughout the impeachment inquiry does not establish that President Trump pressured Ukraine to investigate the Bidens for the purpose of benefiting him in the 2020 election. So there we go. Um, Schiff, by the way, says the uh, tellingly the minority Uh, report dismisses this is just part of President Trump's outside-the-beltway thinking. It is more accurately outside the law and Constitution and a violation of his oath of office. The Republicans pointed out, and this is an important thing in their report, that this impeachment inquiry and trying to throw a president out of office on these grounds, which are in no way impeachable as the Founding Fathers would have envisioned impeachment, What the Democrats are pursuing sets a dangerous precedent. You can turn us into a banana republic. 
if you have low-level controversial decisions that a president makes and the opposite party just decides we're going to gin up impeachment hearings against him and try to throw him out of office, you got a prescription for a complete breakdown of our system, of the three branches of government. You do. And you turn us into a banana republic where what happens at the ballot box no longer rules the roost. That's the way it is in these third world countries and banana republics, you know, and and we can't have that here. I was going to say, thank God for the founders, because some of them saw this coming and they put a check on that by making it very hard to convict and throw a president out of office in the Senate. They knew it was possible. It could be partisan. So in the House, it can be partisan. But in the Senate, you need a vast majority of the votes to actually kick him out of office. You need two-thirds. And in this case, Mm -hmm. you'd have to peel off 20 Republican senators for the Democrats' cause to get to 67 votes to impeach and convict in the Senate. Yeah, so thank God for the founders' wisdom there, I think. Well, and also Alexander Hamilton in the Federalist Paper number 65, and we've quoted it before, we quoted it early here this morning, warned you cannot impeach a president in a strictly partisan basis. You because you 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 will tear the country apart. You will not have you will not have credibility doing that, and that's exactly what they have here. They, it is it is completely partisan, and it is not bipartisan. Is though remember when Pelosi said this has to be bipartisan before we get down this road? Well, she went down that road, and it is not. I don't think this is going to fly for the Democrats. I think they will take the vote. Yaffe thinks they won't. In any case. They're not removing this president. The only way to do that is at the ballot box in 2020, and I don't see anybody they're putting up there who has a shot at taking down Trump there. So I think the Democrats are, you know, their ultimate nightmare is going to come true five more years of Trump as president of the United States. Your thoughts on all we've been discussing? Most welcome. Call us on the 50,000-watt front porch, 407-916-5400. Text us at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Short break for an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in just two minutes. Stay with us on News Radio WFLA Orlando and Good Morning Orlando. This local headline now for those of you just joining us an Orange County man wants to fight the charges he faces for killing a teenager. Lonnie Leonard is charged with manslaughter for shooting to death 19-year-old Arthur Adams two years ago. The 51-year-old Leonard confronted Adams for stealing baby products from a Walmart, and Leonard claims he thought Adams had a gun. Leonard originally pleaded no contest, but yesterday he withdrew his plea, and he may use the stand-your-ground defense. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch on this chilly, chilly morning. We had temperatures... uh, down in the mid-30s, upper 30s, all around Central Florida, into the lower 40s earlier when we uh, when we asked folks to check out the car thermometer and tell us where they were and give us the number. Um, and it's been a while since we've had a we've had a morning like this, and it's it's early in the season for this kind of thing. But feels good to me after a long, hot, humid summer. You know, feels good. Yeah, it was a pretty hot summer. Even I'm was kind endless. Of, yeah, even I'm kind of like okay. 
like that it's colder. We couldn't get a break all the way to Halloween for crying out loud. So I'm kind of, I'm loving this. I am loving this. Are you? I'm cold. You're an Nantucket girl. If you're cold, it must be cold. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I was walking the dachshunds this morning before coming into work, and (laughs) I thought, wow, this is really refreshing. What did they think of that? They were fine. They were all right. Their tails were wagging. They took care of business, (laughs) and everything was fine. They didn't stop from business happening, so that's good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. They didn't freeze up under pressure. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um... Let me, let me ask you, because Yaffe and I are the ones who kind of uh, have been had this opposite point of view and how this is all going to play out for the Democrats. I think it's going to be a political disaster. They're not going to get them thrown out of the Senate. There's nothing that's out there that indicates you could peel off enough senators to do that. So this thing is headed for a dead end road. But uh, I don't think I think the Democrats hate Trump so much and are desperate to find any way to get him out of office. Russian collusion didn't work the whole thing. Uh, they're afraid they don't have anybody can beat them in 2020, and it'll be five more years of Trump and uh, four more years at that point. I still think they'll take the vote. I don't think the base will tolerate that vote not being taken on the Democrat side, but Yaffe thinks they may pull back from it. Yeah, there's been some indications, uh, as Yaffe mentioned, among some Democrats uh, of talking about, well, we need to say that this was wrong, what the president did, but uh, maybe we shouldn't impeach him. And so there's a, there's a few people who seem to be on the fence, or at least climbing up and getting on the fence. Well, which side of the fence are you on as we speak this morning? If you had to lay a wager down, do they take the vote to impeach him? They have the votes to do it, I think. But I say they take the vote. Yaffe says they pull back and never do. If they think they have the votes, they'll take the vote. What about it, Melissa? Do they do it or not? Like, I don't see any way they can take the vote if they don't have a majority in the Senate. You know, Nancy is trying so hard to not go there, too. I don't know if you've noticed that. Well, she seemed, no, I think she's more all in now. She was reluctant to do it, pulled the trigger in late September on this. I don't know. I still think that she's definitely, you know, got her heels in the ground and being dragged that direction. Well, as far as the Senate goes, I mean, that's always been a foregone conclusion that the Senate would acquit Donald Trump. Based on everything that the Democrats have put out there, I think that's absolutely so. I think at some point they thought they might be able to uncover something, you know, that would make the whole country say, my God, we have to get rid of this guy. But Mm -hmm. it's simply not there, and it's not even close. You know, there's another factor in this as well. Mike Pence, the Democrats really don't like him either. So if they actually could kick Trump out of office, that would mean a President Pence. No, they don't. They Mm -hmm. don't like him. He's a real staunch um, Christian conservative, and they don't like that. Good morning, Orlando. Tuesday edition, Bud Hedinger, Alan Spector, Mike Yaffe, and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. You've got an update now, Alan, on a tragic story um, here in Central Florida, and uh, the crime fighters have gone far and wide to take the next step. Arrests made in New York, Bud, could lead to some answers in the death of an Orlando couple. Multiple suspects are in custody on drug charges, but prosecutors say the suspects are substantially involved in the deaths of Miguel Valentin Colon and Nicole Plowd, who were murdered in Buffalo more than two months ago. Their three-year-old son was found on a porch near the crime scene, but he has since been returned to Central Florida to live with his grandparents. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Daytona Beach police say a man who was shot five times by his neighbor yesterday morning has died. The alleged shooter, Jared Harris, died earlier in a gunfight with officers. He fled on foot 
during that uh, foot pursuit, the suspect uh, pulled out a firearm and began to fire at the officers. The officers returned fire, striking the victim several times, and he expired as a result of uh, that gun battle. Police Chief Craig Capri says the victim is identified as 21-year-old Jamari Burks. Neither man had a record, and the motive for the shooting is not clear. A Sanford man is under arrest on charges that he shot a child in the leg. More on that from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. According to police, Anthony Knuth admits to drinking several shots of Southern Comfort and beer before the Saturday night shooting. A seven-year-old boy was among children playing with toy Nerf guns when Knuth said he had a real gun and was going to use it. The victim's mother was in a nearby room. She heard the gunfire and found her child with a serious leg wound. Knuth now charged with child neglect and using a weapon while under the influence. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Following up on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, today is Giving Tuesday, now in its eighth year. It's really evolved by um, just seeing more and more people engaging, whether they're giving money, they're sharing their voice, or they're serving. And we're seeing more and more countries around the world also participate. Philanthropy expert Rachel Hutchison suggests donating time or money only through organizations with which you're already familiar. A Brevard County teenager has a chance to make Olympic history. 17-year-old Caroline Marks of Melbourne Beach qualified this weekend for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics in surfing, which will be part of the Olympics for the first time ever. Caroline is the youngest U.S. athlete to qualify for next year's Games. Elsewhere. A former copy editor is throwing in the towel claiming laziness and ignorance have won in his fight for the apostrophe. John Richards started the Apostrophe Protection Society about two decades ago, hoping to educate people on the difference between your with an apostrophe versus your without an apostrophe. They're two different words. He wrote on the group's webpage that he was shutting the group down because of a lack of interest in correct apostrophe usage. <laughs> and also because he's 96 years old. <laughs> uh -huh. He's just getting tired of it all. Uh, give I mean, up. I mean, what, what is the deal? I mean, is the apostrophe endangered in... in, in well, how often do you see uh, an email or a text from someone where they uh, the word your, which uh, they intend as a contraction for you are, right. is spelled simply as Y-O-U-R? That would be one text at least this morning. And uh, it should be Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Although sometimes they just use the initial U and R. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Interesting. I, uh, you know, an apostrophe is, is, is a little mark that holds a place for a letter you're not using. It's contraction, yes. I mean, uh, the world goes into chaos without the apostrophe. And now yeah. this guy's Everything 96. Tumbles. Who's, who's going to, you know, who's, who's going to pick up the torch? <laughs> Bud? <laughs> <laughs> you need a grammar sure. Nazi? Let's make it, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, might, I, I might be in. I think, you know, it is the emails and the texting that has led to this, uh, you know, disregard for correct grammar. Yeah, you're right on that score. What else is going on? Well, the fried chicken sandwich war continues to heat up. McDonald's is testing a crispy chicken sandwich in Knoxville and Houston. A basic version of the sandwich comes with the fried chicken sandwich standard of pickles on a buttery roll, while a more deluxe version has tomatoes, lettuce, and mayo. McDonald's already has the McChicken sandwich, but the new item is apparently aimed at competing with the popularity of similar sandwiches 
at Chick-fil-A and that, Popeye's. That's what I was thinking, yep. And finally, what is the latest challenge to take the Internet by storm? Simply lifting a chair. The chair challenge went viral after videos highlighted how easy it is for women to complete the task and how hard it is for men. Here's how it's done. Standing a few feet from a wall with a chair under you, bend over and have your head touching the wall. Next, lift the chair from the ground against your torso and then stand straight up holding it. Um, might sound simple, but video after video shows men struggling while women have a much easier time standing once they lift the chair. Now, old people like me, bud, know <laughs> this is nothing new. The chair challenge was featured on an episode of the sitcom All in the Family that originally aired on February 9th, 1971. Archie Bunker couldn't believe it. Give me the chair. Oh, come on. Go ahead. Three steps back, right? Right. right. One, two, two three. three. Yeah. Put the chair, chair there. Okay. Head against the wall. Right. I lift up the chair. Yeah. Now straight. hey. straighten up. I can't straighten up. You didn't straighten I up. I can't do it. That's, that's the thing. Yeah, but I straightened up. What'd you do to the chair? I didn't do anything to the chair. You're a liar. What'd you do to the chair? That's the incomparable Carol O'Connor as Archie Bunker along with Rob Reiner and uh, Sally Struthers. I watched you playing with that video in there, and uh, apparently it's just where our centers of gravity are or something, men versus women. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. I won the chair challenge years ago. I think Did I was eight, uh, like eight years old. Something like that. I was able to do it. I don't think I can. It even now. matters when you're a kid, huh? Oh yeah, but I was also around uh, that same time as the All in the Family. So mm -hmm. I can't I'll keep up dope. with all these challenges. I mean, I'd never did the bottle cap one. There was that one going around. Um, it's all right, Jaffe. Did you ever do the ice bucket challenge? Yeah, I mean yeah, that was yeah. forever ago. No. That, that was that was for um, for ALS uh, research. It was. There. Yeah. You put an ice bucket, bucket of ice over your head. I did it. It's rough. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> kind of like about stepping outside this morning, you know? Mm -hmm. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. All right, one more hot topic on the 50,000-watt front porch to warm you up here on this chilly Tuesday morning. I don't have the answer to this question, and I call you the smartest audience in talk radio. I want you to answer this question. Why does the U.S. birth rate continue to decline? I will tell you why it's important if this trend continues, and it's going to cause big problems. But and economic times are good. I mean, they're really good. But why do American women continue to have fewer and fewer babies. Why does the birth rate in this country of great prosperity continue to decline? I do not know the answer to that question, do you? What do you think the answer is? 407-916-5400. More on this story in a moment. Text line open at 23680. And an update right now as we get ready for that. On Orlando's News, Weather and Traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now as we try to keep up with the world-traveling President Trump 
Now on a three-day visit to the United Kingdom for a summit marking the 70th anniversary of the NATO alliance, he is set to attend a reception today at Buckingham Palace hosted by the Queen. The NATO summit kicks off tomorrow, and while there, the president will have a working lunch with officials from Greece and Eastern European nations. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. We keep it up for you on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Do you know that Americans for years now have not had enough babies to replace the population? And now the U.S. birth rate has declined for the last four years in a row and is at the lowest it has been in 32 years in a time by any measure of great economic prosperity. One of the reasons people always say, well, we can't afford to have any more kids. Well, you would think you can afford to have more kids now, but Americans are having fewer and fewer children. Now, why is that? I don't have the answer. I'd like to know what you think at 407-916-5400 or on the text line at 23680. I can tell you why it matters, because moving forward, with this trend going the way it is with no sign of reversal, you got fewer people entering the workforce to support the retiring population. All right? And then governments are going to raise, the government here will raise, this will happen anywhere you have this situation, raise taxes, placing a burden on people who are working, stifling economic prosperity, and killing spending power. So that's why this matters. But why are people having fewer kids? You know, uh, listening to you, Bud, I feel personally responsible because I... I myself have not had any children in 31 years. Well, you need to get with it, man. <laughs> Seriously, give this a little thought, and I'll have the rest of the gang come roaring back with their their pearls of wisdom. Yeah. But I don't have yours yet. You're the smartest audience in talk radio. I don't understand in this time of unparalleled uh, uh, prosperity why we would continue to see declining birth rates here. You know, maybe... Maybe it maybe it's just that people want to do other things with their lives other than raise kids. They think that somehow it's a, it's not a good time and place to raise children anymore. Sad if that's true. The greatest country on earth, greater than ever in so many ways. So their birth rate is the lowest it's been in more than 30 years. It's gone down the last four years. How do you explain it? You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic one final time here on Good Morning Orlando. It is joining us right now. Headlines and a story we talked about earlier in the show. A former FBI lawyer speaking out for the first time in two years after being the target of many attacks by President Trump. We're talking about Lisa Page, uh, who tweeted that she has just done being quiet and she has uh, uh, pointed people to an interview uh, with her in the liberal Daily Beast. She called the attacks by the president sickening. Page said her personal opinions had no bearing on the course of the Russia investigation. She, of course, uh, was having an affair with Peter Strzok, both in the FBI here, and they were they were texting back and forth about how to stop Trump from becoming president. Updates at least every 10 minutes of the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Times are good. 
times are great economically, and yet the birth rate in America continues to decline year after year after year. Now, the lowest it has been in 32 years, not even enough babies being born to replace the population. This is going to cause problems long-term that I discussed before, so it does matter. But Yaffe, Melissa, why this trend that seems like it's just going to continue? Well, I mean, I can speak a little bit to this because it's really my generation that this trend is happening. It's my age group where people usually want to have kids. And I'll tell you, I think there's a couple of different things. First of all, I don't think family and raising kids is as cherished as it once was. You know, having a family unit, getting married, uh, stuff like that. It's just not as valued as it once was. There's Mm. all these different kinds of ways to have families and relationships But I really think the biggest factor is, once again, it has to do with the internet and social media, where we have a loneliness epidemic where people, instead of going going out to their community and meeting different people, they stay inside and they just become, they just do everything online. Uh, They um, talk to people online. They watch pornography instead of, you know, actually going out wanting to find the real thing. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest factor here. Very interesting. He's been doing some thinking in there. Good pearls of wisdom. What about it, Melissa? Well, he had to because he knew that we were going to jump on the millennial train and pound him into the ground. You know? <laughs> of course. It's the millennials fault. <laughs> no, you know, um, there's a couple of things, I think. One, you got about 40 seconds. abortion. Two, letting women become educated and work, I think, is a problem, yeah. And I oh, oh, that's progressive. <laughs> that is. What are you kidding me? What a what huge is, problem that is. My <laughs> God, I know that. Well, you know, I, I hear pretty soon we're gonna let them vote. And women, I fun. will say that she actually makes a point because I know a lot of girls my age they feel like they have to put their career first, even if they really want to have kids and raise a family and make that their priority. They they feel a social pressure to put career before that stuff. And the other thing is, uh, my kids are about Yaffe's age, and uh, two of my sons are married, and uh, they're in the process of uh, having families, but they have decided to limit it to two kids. There was a, you know, yeah. my wife and I had three kids, even thought about a fourth at You're one right. time. Sure. And now it, we're looking at smaller families, even for the ones who do have kids. Uh, a couple of textures. One says, less babies because of the I generation. It's about themselves. Paul texts, with two great incomes, people can see the world and have great vacations with no restrictions. Don't need those kids holding me back, you know? Interesting. You're on on the way home this afternoon. Yaffe, quick reminder. 5 to 6 p.m. p.m. Orlando. Bingo. Don't miss it. From all of us, thank you. God bless you and God bless America.